digging it, shaking, digging, 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 digging. We're all digging it because it's an H unscripted. Who couldn't dig that? I am your digging it host, Ray Dudley. We are coming to you from the water country like digs of the WKXL studios in Concord. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, 101.9 FM for you. Happy, blessed folks down in Manchester. Gather the kids around the motor roller and fire up the Swanson TV dinners because we have a hot one coming in today. First, let me thank my sponsor, Lakes Region Fence in Guilford. You know, it's almost Valentine's Day and nothing says love like a brand new fence. Yeah, Matt's going to want his money back after that one. Anyway, anybody can do chocolates, right? And flowers, come on, come on. Think of the smiles you're going to get and the hugs when your partner looks out the window and sees that brand new glistening fence around the pool. Break down, you fool. Go out there to LRFence.com. Look around, press the button, get a free estimate. LRFence.com, they have Reams and reams and reams. Well, they say reams anymore? No. Megabytes and megabytes and megabytes of photos that you can go through. LRFence.com. Choose one. Yeah, you know, wood, PVC, vinyl, whatever. They do it all. Dog kennels, pool fences. Um, yeah, I forget what else they do. Anyway, LRFence.com. That's Lake Region Fence. Matt, we thank you guys so much for sponsoring NH Unscripted in the house is my long time, long time, long, long, long time friend. One of my bestest ever friends, Kevin Collins. <laughs> How are you, my friend? I'm doing fine, Ray. It is so good to yeah. see you. Yeah, when we were doing shows together, Nixon was still in office. <laughs> That's a bit. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> I am so glad you came by. I'm so glad that you brought up the subject, by the way, which uh, you wanted to talk about today. I just wanted to say, oh, by the way, Randy said we got to get together sometime. Absolutely. So I know we got to do that. Um, you, NH Unscripted originally uh, was started so that I could talk to people in the entertainment industry, mainly theater, but it branched out a little bit into film and some other stuff. But... Because I wanted people to understand the background stuff, the, the mechanics, the, the minutia of acting. And uh, so I brought in directors and choreographers and set designers and all that. Because you see a show, but you don't really understand because we don't care. I mean, basically, when you'll see a show, you don't care what the set designer had in mind. But um, I thought it would be great for people to understand that. And so... Uh, it, it had its footing originally in that. And then it kind of deviated as, you know, I'm trying to run out of guests, and so I end up, you know, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> but when I contacted you, you had some ideas right along the original uh, intent that NH Scripted had. So why don't you go point by point, and uh, well, let's let's do it. Uh, let, let's get into this and... Yeah, um, as as I said, uh, w when you and I first in theater back in 1972, um, it was really OJT on the job training, and we really had to figure things out on our own. I mean, I remember the director David Bossier when we were doing Turgenev's uh, Month in the Country. He said, "I need a footbridge," and we were like, "You and I were like, we're actors. No, we have to build the set too." 
And uh, we couldn't figure out how to build a footbridge. And I think you said, let's go get a six-pack and figure this out. But we did. What? <laughs> I said that? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and, and that was pretty much what theater was because that was the 1970s. Everything was experimental. Um, it wasn't, uh, you know, th- things are now so digitized and, uh, you know, and, and, and they're, they're high tech that um, a lot of people don't get a chance to learn the basics of their craft. Um, and, and that's and that's understandable. I mean, the, the the world has changed in in that way, and we'll and we'll we'll come to that in a bit. But I think what's happened uh, in a way that we don't understand is that a lot of community theaters are trying to fi- figure out who they are and what they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact is, we're doing the same old shows we've always done. We're right. doing Arctic and Old Lace. We're doing Sound of Music. We're doing. Uh, um, British sex farces, would, you know, uh, um, but the that was sometimes leads you to believe that things are functionally that is in the nuts and bolts of putting on a show are, are is the same because the shows we're doing are the same. Mm-hmm. But a lot of things have changed now; the demographics have changed, and so. We forget that community theater was not invented. It came out of the community, and the community was just like River City, Iowa, you yeah, know, from yeah. the Music Man. You know, Mayor Shin and his wife were, you know, and, they, and Aunt B would be doing the, uh, you know, the, 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 the annual pageant on Founders Day, that kind of thing. And so a lot of community theaters uh, came out of the fact that people wanted to have live theater. Um, there wasn't an opportunity to get to it. You know, you, you, know, you, you, you could drive down to Boston and maybe catch a, you know, a, a show that's on tour. But for the most part, if you wanted to see a live show, um, you're going to see it at the local high school put on by the local community theater. Yeah. And, and that would draw them in because that's what it was. And so in a sense, you had your... Uh, Everybody from the postman to the milkman to the lawyers to the mayor, whatever, might be involved in the show. And it's simply, that was really what it was. And so the audience came because their friends were in the show. But we we no longer live in those kind of communities. Mm-hmm. And somebody once said, we live in networks. And when you add to that, especially with, you know, I'm, I'm involved with the Garrison Players, which is down on the seacoast area. And uh, in, in, it's in Rollinsford, but it's really... Dover. Last year, of the top 10 highest selling homes in the Seacoast area, seven were in Dover, and we're talking about homes over a million. Now, when I got involved with Garrison the first time back in the 1990s, there was, there was nothing like that. And Garrison Theater was thriving because of what I just said, that, that the people in the community came to see the members of the community on stage in the community. But the community has changed now. I mean, what do you do when you when more and more people are able to afford million dollar homes? Are they part of the community? You know, they they might be, um, but it's not really quite the same thing. So, a community theater has to rethink what its niche is, what its function is. Last week, I was at um, uh, the Players Ring down in Portsmouth. Yeah. And they struggled for a number of years. They did, uh, uh, but recently they've been exploding. Mm-hmm. They've got, uh, the, and and I think it's because they found their niche. Yeah, they've looked at. I don't know if this has happened accidentally or happened deliberately, 
But they looked at their clientele, they looked at their community, and they realized that they needed to have more topical dramas. They needed to have more uh, 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 subjects that really reflected the kind of uh, uh, things that, that mattered to you know, this, the new generation, the, uh, you know, the, the millennials, maybe even Gen Z, and certainly um, uh, uh, d- 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 uh, Generation X. You know, you and I, we, we, you know, we're the boomers, you know, and, 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 of course, people make fun of us. Say, okay, boomer. You know, you've heard that, that, that line before. And, and we're handsome boomers. Yeah, boom. handsome boomers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, but, but the fact is, and, 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 and the, the, there's a certain amount of resentment about boomers, but the, fa- but, but the difference is boomers, we believe that we wanted to dedicate ourselves to our job. We wanted to have a livelihood that we could live, eat, breathe, and sleep, whatever it might have been. That's not that's not this new newer generation, and that's that, and that's not a slam on them. That's just a basic you know, mm-hmm. truth truth for them. They they don't want to be dictated by their job. Um, so in a sense, so that's that's one thing. But the other thing is, of course, that there are issues that are so important to them. Whether we're talking about LGBTQ plus issues, issues about uh, uh, refugees, issues about gender identification, issues about race, etc. Uh, women's issues, uh, you name it. And so the Players' Ring has encouraged playwrights and uh, 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 people who are in the theater to either create or to bring in those kind of shows. Mm -hmm. In addition to, they are doing doing the the traditional fair. Um, And it's packing them in because it understands that they have to respond to the audience that they've got. Yikes! Already? (laughs) Well, I guess it's time for fried bologna sandwiches and (laughs) chips! We have to dance our way out to a break! I have my bestest, bestest friend in here, Kevin Collins, from the Garrison Players. We are breaking down a lot. We're just scratching the surface because I have questions for him. You are listening to NH Unscripted. I am your host, Ray Dudley. We are coming to you from the mountaintop digs of the WKXL Studios in Concord, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM. And you blessed souls of Manchester. Yeah, you're listening to us at 101.9 FM. And yeah, we got a URL. Yeah, try this one, nhtalkradio.com. Yeah, beat that dog. We'll be back in a minute. Told me you can't hurry, love. Yeah, but we have NH Unscripted to take its place. I am your Diane Ross-like host, Ray Dudley. We are coming to you from the monk-like conditions of the WKXL Studios in Concord. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, and 101.9 FM for you Manchesterites. I guess that's a word, kind of. NHTalkRadio.com is the URL where you can find a button to listen to the show live. We come to you every Wednesday and Friday at 9 AM. Or you can find the archives of this show and all the other ones out there. But don't go there now. We got gold. Kevin Collins is in the house, baby. Fire away. Where were we? 
We were talking about um, finding one's niche as a community theater. Yes, yeah. hold right there. Put the brakes on. Put the drop the anvil on the coyote right there. So what? Let me ask you. What made you br- think about this topic first of all? What what was happening or not that you said, huh? I think we're living in a different age and in, in time, and because. There are a lot of people who aren't thinking this way. There are a lot of people who are just like going with it. I mean, it's an evolutionary kind of thing in the theater. They just rock and roll with whatever's happening out there. What was going on that made you go, I need to chat to somebody about this? <laughs> it's, this is something I, that, that, that's always fascinated me. And, and it, it came about when, when, I, when I started teaching high school um, that there was a difference between this is what, 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 I mean, let me back up. When I first started teaching, I was, in, I was still in my 30s. So I was maybe 12 or 15 years older than the students that I had. It was like last week, right? Yeah, it was just like, it was like <laughs> last week. And so the, 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 the age gap wasn't that much different in, in, in terms of our experiences. But they reacted differently to the same stimuli that mm, I was facing. Very interesting. And so I began to sort of, you know, the, 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 I, I was very interested in figuring out who are we and how we got to be this way? And I actually literally built a, a, a course around that when, I, when I, I, I came to New Hampshire and started teaching at St. Thomas Aquinas. I created a course called Contemporary American Studies, which, which was subtitled, Who Are We and How Do We Get to Be This Way? And so we started to explore the things that made us um, be who we are. And, I, and I, I don't want to spend too much time on this because it'll take us away from theater. Mm. But when... When I started to explore this back in the 1990s, and when I was working our way backwards, that the, the thing that hit me was that the, the origin of the, the, the second half of the 20th century in terms of how we were as a community, how, as a society, was probably founded in the weeks between Victory in Europe Day and Victory in Japan Day. I know this is going to sound strange, but Victory in Europe Day was the result of hundreds of thousands of men and women uh, working together and marching their way across Europe in what was still kind of an analog world, you know, so that, you know, if you wanted to, you know, uh, uh, conquer twice as much territory, you drop twice as many bombs or you put twice as many soldiers in the field. So it was a nice little mathematical model. And that was a triumph of the American way of doing things. And then 8, 10, 12 weeks later, Victory in Japan Day was the result of a handful of slide rule, pocket-protected nerds Mm. who did more with two bombs Mm -hmm. than people had done. And so, in a sense, you've got this great dichotomy on the uh, one era ended and a new era began. And if you look at, to to, to keep the idea of, of entertainment going forward, if you look at the science fiction films of the 1950s, they were always about that because when the monster would come, and the soldiers couldn't do anything about it. They had to turn to the local local scientist, and he would come up with a ray gun or whatever. And you know, yeah. I mean, even the Hulk was, you know, Bruce Banner's. If you remember the original comic book, Bruce Banner was this skinny, nerdy little guy yeah. whose girlfriend was the daughter of the colonel who ran the the, the army yeah. base, who couldn't stand Bruce Banner. Uh, but you know, when 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 push came to shove, the uh, the, the, the radioactive Hulk was much more powerful than the, uh, the, than the soldiers were. So just to delete, so I was always interested in the fact that things that 
we, we always think that the things that affect us are the things that are proximate. What I mean by what happened last week or what happens nearby or what's happening in theater. But it's probably something else, you know, that, that you know, if, you, if you work your way through the Cartesian lines, that takes you to where you are. And I think if, if, if boards are going to solve this, I mean, if, if, if theaters are going to solve this issue, they need to have a good board. And that board needs to be what they call a generative board. There are, I, once again, I don't mean to bore people with this, but there are three functions that a, that a board of governors had. One is fiduciary, making sure that people are paying the royalties and that somebody's you know, taking care of the bills that, you know, for building a set, et cetera, and the costumes are cleaned at the end of a show. And then there's the strategic uh, a, a function, which is, okay, you got a problem. The roof is leaking. Uh, you know, somebody quit. Uh, somebody's got COVID, you know. And so they have to figure out how to handle that. And normally what happens is that the, 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 the director and the actors are really dealing with that. And by the, t- by the time the board gets involved, the, the, the problem is pretty much solved. But the third thing is generative. And that really is they have to ask the right questions. What do we want to be? What's our clientele what's our audience uh, what's happening in the world today and, and some people want escapism some people want arsenic and old lace but some people some people want you know a finally have on the way to the forum yes <laughs> my uh, and um, but if you're looking at a, 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 a shrinking audience if you're looking at shrinking participation you have to ask yourself the questions who are we, and how do we get to be this way? So are you saying the problem is shrinking audiences and shrinking uh, uh, people who are going to do it as an activity? Are yeah. you finding that? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm finding that, that, that people don't, the people who want to do it for fun mm-hmm. are our age. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know, so that there's only so many plays you can do them with walkers and canes. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, you know, I, you you look and you see the leading man is you know in his fifties, you know, and 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 you know, and and the the ingenue role is played by someone who's nineteen, and all of a sudden you've got a, a lawsuit <laughs> practically. Um, you know, back in the nineteen seventies, that 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 really wasn't an issue at any level, um, and I think that was because. There was a process by, a, by which a person became a professional actor. And I, I did mention this in my email to yeah. you, that uh, when you and I were growing up, that uh, there were all s- sorts of places. There was, um, there was community theater, there was summer stock, there were Shakespeare festivals, there were, the, the, there were all kinds of local little theaters, regional theaters, right up to the, the, the big ones like the Goodman Theater and the Guthrie Theater. Uh, and then there was off, off Broadway, off. and so I mean that you you didn't necessarily have to follow that process, but there was ample opportunity to learn your craft, and your craft was going to be playing in front of a live audience, and with the skills that are involved there, and that's disappeared. That's a lot of those theaters have closed, and the opportunity to go out there and 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 make even a lousy living at 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 acting has shrunk. At least when it comes to theatrical acting, um, I mentioned a friend of mine, Bram Pope, that I went to. Uh, I, I got my Master of Fine Arts with. Um, recently retired as the uh, head of the theater and dance department at the University of Texas in Austin, Texas, 
And he's been at the, at the forefront of trying to convince these programs you cannot train kids the way that we, that, that, that we were trained. You know, he, you know he, he and I were both trained for what he calls the Lort Theater pro, you know, uh, 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 process, the, long, the, the licensed, organized, uh, licensed organization of regional theaters. And he and I have performed in those theaters. But those are gone. Most of them are gone. Mm. Um, where, the, where the niche is now are, is, is in um, uh, streaming, you know, small streaming, you know, videos. I mean, you've, you've, yeah. you've, you've done some shows on, on video, and they, and they cost next to nothing. As a matter of fact, in yesterday's New York Times, there was an article about this new uh, initiative called Real Short, R-E-E-L Short, Real yeah. Short Films, and they're like one minute long. And it's really huge in, uh, in, 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 in the East, um, Far East, that is. Um, and there's a, a, a woman who's trying to get a jump started here in the United States, and we'll see if it takes off. It's called TikTok, isn't it? Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this is, you, you're watching one-minute soap operas. I mean, it's fascinating. I actually downloaded the app yesterday, and uh, um, they have, uh, you know, all of these... Like my, uh, let me see if I can find the one that's up here. Yeah, I married a replacement bride. Um, uh, Thirty days till I marry my husband's nemesis. He desired her, her desired alphas. Uh, married for green cards. What are for these love. though? Are they? They're, they're made up. They're, they're soap operas. They're what? one minute long, and you, and 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 you watch them. They're, Put a pin right there. We are grazing in the grass, baby. Woo. Pulling it apart. Still not still not deep yet. Still not deep. We got a lot of rabbit holes to cover. You are listening to NH Unscripted. I am your happy to be out of bed host, Ray Dudley. Wearing PJs with the feet in them. We are coming to you from the Taj Mahal-like digs of the WKXL Studios. Deep, deep, deep in the heart of Concord. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM. 101.9 FM in Manchester. NHTalkRadio.com is our URL. Kevin Collins and I are chit-chatting about theater. Yeah. Choked on a Pez. Yikes! Happy, happy, happy I am to be out of the home. You are listening to NH Unscripted. I am your not quite uh, needing a walker yet, host Ray Dudley. I get there though. The home says they got them in the back room somewhere in case I ever need them. We are coming to you from the YMCA like digs of the WKXL studios in Concord, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, and in Manchester, 101.9 FM. NHTalkRadio.com is where you can find the button to listen live or go out and dig through the archives, baby. In house with me is my bestest friend, Kevin Collins. We are down and dirty, baby, on the evolution of theater and acting. Um, Kevin, are you so uh, on a tangential side note here? Um, this evolution, I've even noticed it having to do um, auditions for like commercials. I used to have to drive down to Boston, two hour ride, wait in line, sit on a bench, do it. Now it's all self taping, all of it makes me crazy, but 
there is this evolution, and I know what you're talking about with all of the technology and stuff that kids are used to nowadays, although I don't... Are you saying that theater itself needs to change the programs, the, the or their offerings, or what? what is... I, I don't know as I'm jumping to a solution here, but yeah. we haven't quite even yeah, there's, there's, delineated the problem. But yeah, There was a, I remember uh, reading um, books by a lot of cultural critics, and they were also, they were always willing to admit that they can identify the problem. They're not really sure, but they can figure out what the solution is. Okay. Um, but so, but, and, 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 and that's probably true here. And I, do, and I don't think that the issue is that they, that they need to change. They need to understand, once again, what it is that, that who, and who they're trying to appeal to. Do they care? I mean, are most of them even to that point where they're like, hey, you know, it's all the gray hairs coming and we need yeah. to continue yeah. to do. Yeah, and, I, and I, I think at some point they, they, they reach a critical stage, you know, that, uh, that uh, you know, what, once again, when you and I were growing up, you know, we were surrounded by people who were World War II veterans. Mm-hmm. There aren't that many left. And there are no World War I veterans. I mean, there were World War I veterans when you and I were kids. And, he had uh, to say that. <laughs> but but at some point, you know, there's you know, you you reach a a, a a tipping point where uh, you 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 find that no matter how hard you're trying, the people aren't coming, and it's not because you're not doing a good job. It's not because you're not giving a quality uh, product, as you know, the, the theater, or even you know, good plays, good actors, you know, good directors. But the people aren't coming in. And that's the problem with thinking that it's something that you're doing wrong. And it's not necessarily something that you're doing wrong. It's just that you have to understand, or try to figure out what it is that, that, that that's happening. Um, is this a societal change kind of thing? I, it's, it's always been that way. The, 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 the fact is people aren't very good at it. I remember when I was, uh, uh, as, as you know, a little bit of my, my background. I was a teacher, and then I became the principal at St. Thomas Aquinas High School. And we uh, one day we, 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 we sat down with some former students and, and some professors. And uh, one of the things that uh, w- w- one of our former students who was in the sciences said that the one thing that we would need to teach our kids is statistics and, and data analysis. Because there's a lot of information out there in terms of numbers. Mm-hmm. But one, nobody's compiling it properly. A few people are compiling it properly. And, uh, Elon Musk. <laughs> and even fewer are interpreting that data well. And we had this woman who was, who was phenomenal, and she wanted to teach in the high school. That's, that was her job before she came to, 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 to St. Thomas Aquinas. What, analytics? Data, data analytics. Okay. Yeah. And, but she, but she, it, was just, it, was the, it was the corporate world, and she wasn't happy. She was enjoying teaching. But she wasn't teaching for more than a few months when you know one of the one of the corporations came to her and just offered her so much money. She said, "I I couldn't turn it down." She actually tried to come back one more time and they offered even more money. What? Yeah. It's, it's, so this happens to me all the yeah, time. There's, there's a lot out there, and if, if and, and so I think that's a that's a uh, that's a real problem because it's like Netflix and Blockbuster. You know, you see, that's a classic example. Blockbuster thought that they were going to corner the market and had, and they would there and, and they could ride that gravy train forever. And the last uh, uh, blockbuster, I forget where it was, somewhere out, out west, you know, finally closed. So um, forever ended in like 1990 something. Yeah, exactly. And and you know, and what happened was, I mean, you have these 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 people who you know 
professionals make a lot of money, and they couldn't read the tea leaves. And, I mean, how does that happen? How does a multi-million dollar company like, like, like Blockbuster not see where we're, where we're headed? Um, maybe, uh, let me backtrack. And this. I, always, I always found this fascinating. The old cell phones, the flip phones, uh, didn't really uh, 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 occupy our lives the same way that uh, the iPhone does. Correct. And the reason for that is, is what's the legacy of the old flip phones? It's the, it, it's the telephone, the legacy of the telephone. And what I mean by that is, you remember um, uh, the opening song in uh, um, Bye Bye Birdie? Hello, Mrs. Johnson. This is Harvey. Can I speak to Penelope, please? You I'm going to deny I know yeah, yeah. that. <laughs> and so it's all these high school kids talking the phone because that was, you know, so you, you get on the phone and you talk to your friends. It didn't, you know, mom and dad didn't do that. We didn't, you know, you, you were businessmen. You might want to, you know, sell, buy, buy, sell, and that's it. Um, and so that was a legacy. And if there was a, if there was a screen on it where you played Snake or some of those other, maybe Tetris, it was the idea that there was a screen inside a telephone. But when Steve Jobs invented the, the iPhone, it's a phone inside a screen. Mm-hmm. So now the legacy of the iPhone is TV. So it shouldn't surprise us that we got addicted to our cell phones in, uh, in, 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 in the same way we got addicted to our TVs. You know, we call it a phone, but it's not. It's a, it's a, it, it's a portable television. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, that, that that's, that's the thing we have to understand about why... Um, <coughs> excuse me. It's so important to understand the world that you're living in, because eventually, the world is going to be run by the millennials and Gen Z, and their experience of the world and what they want out of the arts, etc., is not what we want. Mm-hmm. Now, th- cer- certainly, there's always going to be be, be some Gen Zs and 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 and. Millennials who want to perform on stage. But if they want to move beyond the community theater into, into performing, it's not going to be on another stage. Um, and, and maybe they, they, they might become aware of that. Maybe they, maybe they won't. But if... Are you saying theater acting is moving more digital and moving away from the theater? The th- the stage stage acting in acting in general is going to be primarily digital. I mean that's that 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 that, that the, you and I were always compelled by the theater, and there's always going to be people who are compelled by the theater. But I mean, what draws people to the Broadway stage? Probably that there is a movie star who happens to have the lead yeah, role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this is interesting. Andrew Gibson, who's running the board right in there, is in a show in Boston right now. For the Evil Dead, and it's called Evil Dead HD. Is that correct, Andrew? HD because they're using. Yep. Yeah. Right? It is the uh, yeah. So there's there's two different versions. There's the the original Evil Dead the musical uh, that came out in 2003, and this is basically the same show, but they call it the HD tour because uh, because it utilizes a um, an LED wall and uh, floor paneling that uh, all of the set and everything is done digitally. 
Is that incredible? Yeah, yeah oh, that's 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 incredible. I I remember seeing, uh, uh, and that's just one one more yeah. one stage in the metamorphosis yeah. of I what mean, you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, and 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 look at the shows that are hot now. They are either TV shows that have been turned to musicals, porn, or. <laughs> or, or <laughs> Uh, or um, is that the is that is that the p word he mentioned? Um, or um, or uh, 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 movies that 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 weren't um, like Legally Blonde. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I saw Saturday Night Fever on stage, and and you know, how, you know it, it's like it's almost as if there is that 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 theater used to begin and end in theater. By that I mean is that you had playwrights and songwriters and lyricists, and they got together down there on Broadway, and they and, and they and they went on tour to Toronto and Boston or you know Peoria or wherever, and then they you know they went to off Broadway and they, and they got out to Broadway, and there was that process. Now they get a ready-made product like Mean Girls. Mm. You take Mean Girls, you add some music to it. The music doesn't even have to be very good; it just uh-huh. has to be. Uh, upbeat. Oh man, we need to flush this out. One more segment. This is incredible. Baby, you just ain't seen nothing yet. I am your host, Ray Dudley. Almost Bachman Turner Overdrive ish, if you want to get into it. You are listening to NH Unscripted. We are coming to you from the mountaintop bunkers of the WKXL Studios in Concord, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, 101.9 FM in Manchester. NHTalkRadio.com is the URL. We are pulling apart the evolution of theater and acting. We're going to be right back. Me and Kevin Collins. on my shirt from my fried bologna sandwich, but I'm okay. No one can see me all the world over. It's so easy to see. People everywhere just want to be free. You are listening to NH Unscripted. I am your rascals-like host, Ray Dudley. We are coming to you from the uh, from the digs, the not ever overly ostentatious digs of the WKXL Studios in Concord, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, nhtalkradio.com is the URL, Kevin Collins, my very, very, very good, oldest, dearest friend is in the studio with me, just chit-chatting away at the time. Kevin, what do you, what do you got there for the Garrison players? Yeah. Fire away, baby. Uh, just like to take a mo- moment to, to plug our shows that are coming up. We have um, Peter Schaffer's uh, The White Liars and Black Comedy to One Acts. That's opening up in the 1st of March, running from the March 1 to March 10, directed by Alex Bickerstaff, um, who last year uh, p- uh, presented a play at the Players' Ring called uh, C-33 about um, the uh, uh, um, trial that Oscar Wilde was involved in. Uh, and then uh, in, um, in May, uh, we have a, a play called True Crimes written by Glenn Kosker. Yes, a, I know Glenn. Yeah, he's, it's an original play. Uh, and that's going to be performed, uh, as I say, in May. Um, it's Once again, it's a murder mystery. And um, it's directed by uh, Mike Doyle, who has done a n- number of shows at Garrison Players. And then in June, our Youth Ed Theater, which is an exceptional youth theater, 
Um, the high school kids will be doing uh, 9 to 5 in the musical, and the little kids will be doing A Year with Frog and Toad. Oh, that's And popular. those will be in June. So I uh, just want to make sure that if you get a chance, check out www.garrisonplayers.org and all the information that's there. Um, and you can uh, even purchase tickets. Thank you. Duties dispersed. Fire away. Be- so are, are they all... Um- Digital out there now? Are you guys uh, frog and toads? Digital? <laughs> you know, I wish. Yeah, we 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 did. I, well, one of the interesting things is that because as part of my job with Garrison Players, I'm the production manager. I I, I make sure that the light, that the contracts are signed and the bills are paid. Um, especially uh, uh, Disney, they will let you stream their shows for free. What I mean is that you you, you pay the royalties for, to perform, but you don't have to pay anything extra to stream it because it know, they, they know that, especially in this post-COVID era, what? yeah, that they will let you stream the shows for, and, and they won't While charge you're you. performing them, they'll let you live stream I know, them? No, I don't think that the... I, I think what happens is you you, 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 you record it and then you upload it and they... and, and you know No kidding. Per, yeah, without having to pay extra royalties. Yeah, you don't pay extra royalties for it you know, because they're, they're expecting there are people who don't want to... You know, grandma and grandpa want to see the little kids in the show. Yeah. But they don't want to catch COVID, so they stay at home. But it's not like Disney did not rob you of no, uh, no, which is unusual because Disney yeah. Disney charges you for everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, you know. And if you and if you uh, and if you violate their intellectual property, they'll they'll, they'll you know they'll sue you even though you're only twelve in years a old. heartbeat. Yeah, <laughs> in a heartbeat. But so how, so where where do you think this ends up, or does it not end up? Because it's a constant evolution. It's it's. The way humanity yeah. is, right? Things are always changing. Do you do you see something happening that in the near future? That I mean, theaters are theaters, right? Uh, are they most of them? I think if I, I think one thing is going to happen that that, that if, if a community theater, a theater group doesn't have their own building, which is and, many, which is you know, and and that they're going to struggle the most. I mean, Garrison Plays is very fortunate that with the foresight of a bunch of people, they were able to buy this old. Grange building, and they you know raised money, and they got an L chip loan to, um, to 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 turn it into a theater, uh, and they're very fortunate. So I think that they will always survive, uh, and they will always do well uh, throughout COVID. You know, th- they stayed solvent, mm-hmm. and a lot of other theaters went under. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there, there's still a problem of the expense of the theater. But uh, as long as you have that, as long as you have, that's why it's called real estate, you know, oh, Rather, you know and, and it's, you know, that, that it's, it's something you can hang your hat on. And it's all, as long as it's there, you can be flexible because if you don't necessarily, if the same people who have always wanted to do theater, you know, are unable to do the theater, then you just have other groups come in. Mm-hmm. As long as you have a venue, and they're mm-hmm. dying, people are dying for venues. I mean, you uh, once again, as I talk about Players Ring, they put on seven shows. You know, people, you know, in the course of a year. I love the Players Ring. Yeah, too. and 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 the thing is that that it it always what's what's interesting it always was that you that that you rehearsed someplace else. Uh, I w- 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 the, the last truly professional show I did was with the Hartford Stage Company. A long time ago, I was in Cymbeline, Shakespeare's Cymbeline, and we rehearsed uh, upstairs in a BMW garage, uh, and then we moved into the theater. Uh, w- where we are now is that, un- unfortunately, what that means with the theater is that we're building a set, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally around the actors. You know, that's the way. The, r- rather than them having that move-in week and you know, and them taping it up, but that's that's but. 
Um, so do you st- that you think they'll still be doing like the Oklahomas and all that, or do you see it morphing into more of some digitally like the Evil Dead HD? There, I I, I think what'll happen is that uh, that the, you'll, the, there'll always be a place for the Oklahomas because they're you know the, e- even the, you don't have to be seventy years old to enjoy Oklahoma. But I think what's compelling the kids is that they want those they want that legally blonde, you know. Yeah. They want Mean Girls. Um, and, uh, uh, and 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 what's always true is that there were always were more women involved in theater mm-hmm. at that level, college and high school, but in particular, than there were men. But it was you know theater was like Shakespeare. You know there were there are forty seven male roles and two female roles, and even those are played by guys. Yeah. Um, but now there are shows that that focus on women and then and, and just and, and and women's issues. Um, so you're saying the topics would change. The, the topics be more would contemporary. change. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, not yeah, not just more contemporary, but um, the old chestnuts are going to be few and far between. Mm. You know, that's just that's just the, the nature of the game. And I, you know, th- there are so many things that, and as you said, we, we we could talk about this forever. Our you know our, our attention spans are different you know and and it's not just because of the cell phone. You go back to MTV, and if you look at MTV and the way that that those those music videos were made with with all those four the, 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 those fast cuts mm-hmm. switching back and forth. Yeah, yeah. And if you were to watch like like an old TV show on on MeTV, and you sat there with the stopwatch and you counted the number of camera angle changes that in in, in a given minute, there might be fifteen or twenty. You, you 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 get to a modern show and there's probably fifty or sixty or a hundred in, yeah, yeah. in, in a minute. Right. They're constantly changing. Um, the whole the, the the whole dynamic is faster and 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 and, and you you you've got to be more on top of what's what your audience wants. And and I I think you know we we, we always had that field of dreams attitude. If you build it, they will come. But and that's just not true anymore. So do you? So this could be a positive, though, right? So in a world where everything is fast and quick and and sharp and and has edges to it, could it not be said that the the positive side of theater is that it slows you down? Y- yes. Uh, yeah. That's that that that's a very good point. Yeah. I, I of course think, it's a good yeah. point. I made it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my show. <laughs> it's, it, this is, after all, your show. It's not the Kevin Collins show. It's the Ray Dudley's unscripted show. Uh, no, you're right. It's a very good point. And, and, and I think that, that um, we'll always need to slow down. But, um, but you know, the, and as it, it's like reading a book, you know, you know that, that, you know, you can listen to books on tape or you can sit there with a book and there's something to be said for the comfort of sitting and turning the pages and reading and getting lost in the words, which is so much different than, than, than watching something. Both my wife and I taught English. And uh, my wife would say to the kids, you know, read the book, don't watch the movie, not because that's cheating, but if you watch the movie, you're watching somebody else's interpretation yeah, of the words. Yeah, yeah. If you read the book, you have the, the voices inside your head, and you're seeing it. Because if you really know how to read well, you don't really even see the words. You know, a, a good reader is reading the book, but what's happening is they're playing the, the they're, they're watching a movie in their head, and they're hearing the voices in their ears. Um, one of the interesting things was when I was teaching. Once again, this this feels like a sort of a side story. Um, 
I noticed that my students, when they were, I would give them a quiz on the reading that they had the night before, and I could see them staring off into space, and they were looking, and I could tell. I realized eventually, they were imagining the page in front of them, trying to figure out where the oh. words were. And the kids who were good readers would literally, oh, they could answer the question right away because they were just rewinding the movie in their head. So there's a there's a there's a kind of um, a, a good reader gets lost in the words, and uh, you know a, a, a person who struggles uh, just doesn't know how to translate words into images. Oh my gosh! Maybe we can go on this forever. Oh, but I know, I know. Quickly give out the uh, URL for the Garrison Players again. It's www.garrisonplayers.org. My gosh, there must be 50 ways to leave your lover, but only one way to get NH unscripted. Yeah, baby. Yeah, do I make you randy, baby? Do I? I am your happy-to-be-out-of-bed host, Ray Dudley. You are listening to NH Unscripted, and we are coming to you from deep, deep, deep from the underground bunkers of the WKXL Studios. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester. And now you can go out to the URL, nhtalkradio.com. <sighs> I gotta have Kevin back. We barely scratched the surface. Next time, adios.